Good evening, and welcome to the Diaries of a Ghost podcast. This week, I go into the old Gravidson house, yes, on that corner, to go and commune with the potential spirits there. Over the past few months, there have been several sightings of three particular ghosts mucking about inside. I, alone, am going in to converse with them, see what is keeping them tethered to this plane, and seeing if I can remove their regrets and send them off to the next world. Here we go. Spirits. Is is anyone here? Hey, hi, how are ya? Oh! <laughs> hi, uh, my name's Tommy, I'm the proprietor of the of the house. I, uh, this is a first. We have released 130 episodes of this show, and this is the first time we've had a conversation with a real-life ghost. Please. Oh, yeah. Speak into the mic. Uh, hi. Uh, how are how are ya? I mean, I, I introduced myself. Do you mind telling me your name there, mister? My name is not important. Well, everyone's name's important. That's why I'm still here. Uh, get off your high horse, Dad. Stop trying to manifest in cool ways. I'm trying to sleep over here. A second spirit has entered the room. Yeah, listen, t- Tom, y- you know, this. they know that we're here. They don't bother us. You know, stop trying to, t- to just make a big deal out of this. Okay, we did move on, and nothing's going to change that. So, I mean, hey, hi, hi how you doing, sir? Listen, uh, nothing to see here. If you don't mind just leaving... Uh, and, and just, you know, close the door on your, your way out. Thanks. No, no, what you were saying, you, you want to move on. I, I'm here to help and learn your story and record it for financial gain. Uh, uh, financial gain? Yeah, that, that's a great prospect. You know, the thing that, uh, we, we can't move on because we're, we're not at peace, you know? Like, and it's different for everybody. For me, I never had a bagel. When I, when I died, I, that was the one thing I wanted to do and I didn't do it. So, I can't go back. So, I mean... Do you have a bagel on you? I mean, that would fix everything. Let me look in my bag. Damn it. Wow, just just great. That little pause raised my hopes. Uh, you, you know what? Yeah, Tommy, you I can talk to him. Oh. two croissants. If I put them together, would this satisfy you and send you to the next plane? Oh. Oh, maybe. Uh, Here, I'll hold them together to form the bagel shape. There it is. There's there's no poppy seeds on it though. It's not toasted, but Unfortunately, as ghosts we can't eat anything. Quiet, I'm trying to pretend it's really happening. Not ba- it's really not bad being a ghost because you don't have to worry about sugar or any carbs. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I am always watching my figure. It's not so bad when you get to float around all day and night. The third apparition seems to be foiling my plans. I could have sworn the second ghost was about to see the light with my croissant. They say that when you're a ghost, you're meant to haunt other people, but I have found that is not the case. What have you found, third spirit? I have found that I don't have to worry about sugar or caloric intake. You might want to watch out for him. He's selling a bit of a Ponzi scheme here. Was your weight a concern in your real life? Your living life? In living life, I worked at a Burger King. (laughs) And I had... And I died from an infection of foot lettuce. 
What was the thing you you didn't? You know, we've actually never talked about this. Hey, you stranger, this is good that you're here. It's getting some, you know, no new deeper discussion. What was it that? Why didn't you pass on? What what was unsatisfied about your life? I haven't passed on because I haven't the will to pass on. You need to have the courage, and I have none. Everyone. Let's do some group encouragement and see if we cannot get this ghost boy from Burger King into the next plane. What do we say? I mean, I can try. Maybe through the help of my friends, I can finally find the courage to go on. Blah, blah, blah. Look, All right, let's do it. You, you bring up often uh, your perks of not having to worry about carbs and things, so it leads me to believe that you might be slightly concerned about your figure, and I just want to say I think you look amazing. I think anybody in heaven would be happy to have you. The fact that I look amazing is nothing but a trick. Spirit, I believe that you can do it. Now, be gone. <laughs> and I get sucked into hell. <laughs> Why did he just scream and hide around the corner? He does this sometimes. It's his shtick. He, he loves it. You know, it's... You know, it was funny the first couple times, first couple dozen times, but, you know, it it, it does get old after know, a, guys, a while. That, that really looked like hell to me. I don't... Are you sure it was a fake one that time? No, I've seen hell. It's not like that. No. Anyways, our 131st episode of The Diaries of a Ghost comes out in a month. I will be back with the Graved Sin Ghosts. And we shall find out exactly how to get these three out of here. Send bagels. Stay tuned. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I don't know what Hello. just happened. The qualities of our bits, or the quality of our bits is, is on, on I don't know what I'm doing anymore. It varies from week to week. <laughs> we, sometimes we got a good one. I thought last week's was good, the dating game, but you know. <laughs> this was good. Was it? I, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was, uh, you know, it's different every time, which, you know, is a steep request. And I thought you pulled it off. It feels nicely. like I'm one I'm bad s- bit away from just <laughs> signing off right here. I'm so, I'm Wait, so like just s- signing off of the podcast or of life? I don't know. That's concerning. <laughs> I'm so self-conscious about these. Listeners, I hope you, I hope you like them. Please, please like them. Oh, shoot. I'm, Let's just stop doing these bits anyways. I prep more. I Like, I do more prep for these bits than the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope it shows. It probably does. <laughs> Any, anyways, we're off to a depressing start today. We already talked about death and ghosts. and What, what are we doing, guys? I, I am curious to how much, like, how much, how far do you predict in the bit that will go? Like, you said, okay, I'm going to, like, summon all three spirits. And then they're going to say X. Do you have any idea what X is? Or are you just saying, as soon as they start talking, we're going to go from there? Legitimately, I, I literally thought about this probably like 10 seconds before I hit the record button. Hey, do you know what? <laughs> I was like, the quality per that. time prepared. This is off the charts, man. If you made that 20 seconds, man, people will be making an animated short series about this. We should just release 10-minute episodes where we just do bits. <laughs> I mean, that has been requested. I mean... In fact, <laughs> stop sending in those requests. We get it. The okay. editing time would be so much easier. Mm. Uh, anyways, <laughs> we are obviously a D&D podcast. Um, I mean, obviously. Obviously, that's what we are. 
Obviously. That's my new thing. I said it last episode, too. It's just like, obviously, we're D&D now. And I'm just going to make the bits further and further <laughs> from D&D. Um, okay. Uh, we're Yeah, we're Dungeons and & Dragons. Uh, and, uh, guys, we all, we all ready to go? I'm here with Jacob, Adam, and Connor, by the way. All say hi at the same time. Hello. Hi. Oh, hi. Crushed it. I'll sync those up. <laughs> and, Please uh, don't. <laughs> and uh, let's do a quick recap for you. So last episode, after surviving the Takul Castle, like, insanity, uh, the team were saved by Valentine. Yes. The cursed shopkeeper. The cursed curiosity collector, specifically. And he saved them. The guys did some shopping. Um, and they learned a lot about the blue flower and how it works and, and how it like came from God's divisions and the eggs that they form when the gods are dividing. Uh, I'm not going to recap all that right now because it's a little bit in depth, but go listen. I think it starts around like 45 minutes in the last episode. Um, anyways, uh, they learned a lot about the blue flower curse. Um, and then they went on to Randy's place and they returned the dragon's fire. A sweet little ditty. Thank you, Adam. Shout out. Uh, a literal musical number took place, and the gang was unified. They took a huge feast using uh, Zippy's new ability, um, and they all got temporary hit points for, what, like 24 hours? Um, which they still have now. Uh, and they all fell asleep after preparing for the day ahead in the travels to the moon. So now, cut into where we just left off. You convinced Apophis, yes, the snake bro from Takul and the python tree hero, uh, to join the squad. Uh, he is now one of your ship NPCs. You, you collect them like cards at this point. Um, no, we're Luffy building our crew. Let's be real here. It really is, has one piece vibes, that's for sure. Um, and uh, uh, who? I, I, in terms of power levels, if we're going to compare... Darian, I think Apophis nudges you out a little bit. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> even even with one arm. Oh wow! Yeesh. Shots fired right there. One v one me. Apophis, one v one me right now. Backhand, your jaw explodes. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> anyways, you guys are flying to the moon-shaped island. This raised plateauish, literal crescent moon-shaped island off the west coast of the uh, Leeks Garden jungle land. Uh, you can see that there's just a large cliff face that stretches down into the water. And you can see coibras from before trying to climb up, but they can't. And you can see swarming insects flying back in because this crescent moon island is the insectoid's home. You are all flying. Uh, Randy, the, uh, the giant dragonborn, is holding on to the bottom of your airship uh, with like his anti-gravity floating spell now. And he is just holding on as you guys are cruising. You hear Randy shout out up above and say, All right, gang, we're getting pretty close. Uh, I think we should land, you know, at a clear spot where, you know, we can get our wits about us before venturing in. Sounds good. I mean, I, I'll, I'll bring the ship around. Does anyone spot a place we can land? James is steering the wheel and he's like, I don't know. I can't really see. You're all kind of standing in front of the window. Oh, sorry. You know, I was just getting in the view and looking at the, the island. Sorry, I'll, I'll move. Oh, there there we go. There's a clear spot. Uh, let's go land uh, Let's go land at the bottom of that crescent. There's a little field. Ooh. You all cruise in. You can hear the Quabras, 
like crunching and snapping, but they're too far down. And you see a little patch of field near the bottom of the crescent moon. And you land, and the grass just furls as it comes landing. Randy jumped off as well before hitting the ground, or else he'd be crushed underneath the ship. Uh, And he's off, and you are all standing on the deck. And Randy goes, All right, gang. It's going to be a little bit of a trek, but I think we're all prepared. Who knows what we'll find on the moon. It should be a good time. I haven't been there in years. But I'll explain what we're going to do on the moon as we walk and talk. Sound good? Sure, Randy. Yeah, sounds, sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Oh, and Snake is Snake Man coming? I think he's going to take a quick five on the ship to recover, right? Dude, I had a sick nap last night. Like, super, like, to the ten, regen. So I'm saying I'm going to come. I want to go to the moon. Oh, yeah, the, the more the merrier, Apophis. Just remember, you know, your limitations now with your one hand, you might not want to take on the front lines. Don't limit me like that. Or Don't put it? me in a box. You can't put him in a box. Boxes aren't for me. I'll open it with one hand. Cool, cool. Logged away. I won't make the mistake again. All right, gang. Well, let's let's get going. Moon we go to the moon. Fly me to... I don't know if I can actually sing that song <laughs> for copyright purposes. <laughs> But anyways, you guys are walking in, and you see the tree line of jungle trees up ahead, uh, and you start walking into this very dense jungle. DM, is it, uh, can I just make a quick, I just want to make a quick look around just to make sure there's no bug people, I don't know, maybe anticipating us being there? Sure. Make a perception check. Uh, ooh, 10 plus 4, 14. Okay. As you are walking through, you all are kind of single file walking. Randy's in the front, um, and you're all walking behind. Norman, you're looking off into the jungle, looking through the trees. And yes, you can see some things are moving. You can kind of see ant people kind of peering around, but they seem scared. They seem like they're just like shivering still, maybe from the terror of the cobra, maybe because Randy kind of resembles a big cobra, cobra. Uh, but you see in the distance, yes, there are insectoids that are kind of always watching you. Okay. I'm going to say, heads up, guys. And I was going to gesture with my good hand to, like, the general location. Uh, we have people watching us. Should we tell them to screw off? I don't think they're going to be a problem because we got Randy here and he is quite an imposing figure. Um, but just to be on guard. We very likely killed their leader, the one who... Who had the sword Darien hat? That's <laughs> way a, a just a grunt would have something like that. That's that's very true. This is a, quite a powerful sword, but I think also that uh, the mosqui- uh, that uh, tarantula hawk type creature that we killed in the in the temple, he appeared to be some kind of leader as well. So I think you almost said mosquito. I did. Can you imagine <laughs> if he was a mosquito man? Ugh, that would have really to sucked. Every, oh. <laughs> to everyone, Dar- Darian sees everyone as a mosquito. Well, it just bugs that need to be slapped. Bunch of bloodsuckers. Anyways, just, you know, to be aware of them. I appreciate the heads up. You hear Randy just kind of like whistling as he's walking. He's like, all right, gang. So let me explain. Basically, you know, Leek's Garden and this Crescent Moon Island aren't from... Here. They're not from Ohm, right? Basically, this whole area is kind of like a, an ark for surviving jungle folk from the Beastland plane. Um, 
pretty pretty wild. Uh, but it came here basically after my time. Back when I was a greeter, uh, there was way more sigils on the ground. More sigils for gazers. Gazers were kind of more common as well. Basically, with this gazer's glass that you got strapped onto your telescope, you can use it to zip-zap around from sigil to sigil just by looking through. So it can allow for really long-range teleportation. Unfortunately, yeah, after Wesnia kind of blew up, whatever happened to it. And you hear Draken just go, <laughs> Draken is, is just like hiding in the corner of his fishbowl. Um, you hear uh, Randy continue. After it blew up and everything or whatever happened to it, basically after we came out of the first grand treasure and all that time had passed, it was like a whole new world. We couldn't find any of these sigils, which was a real pain. Because on the moon, as I mentioned, is the way to find the rest of your grand treasure clues. Basically, once you get up there, you're going to be in a little town called Glimpse. And once you're there, you're going to travel off and uh, we're going to go and walk basically... uh, I'll have to get my bearings once I'm up there. But you'll walk for a while, probably a few days, and then you'll reach this large kind of city. Well, it looks like a city, but it's really just tall towers. Tall rectangular towers. And there should be a little pedestal in the center of that city. You slap your grand treasure clue in. And then something magical will happen. It'll show you a map. And it'll show you exactly where you need to go. Uh, you know, Randy, have you been there since uh, you came out of that cube? Have you been to the moon? No, I haven't. So, right, but I did go there the first time. That's how we found the rest of the clues. Because on the map, it shows you where the clues are. Unfortunately, it does not show you where the actual grand treasure is. I say that's a major oversight. But, uh, yeah, at least you got the clues. And once you got all of them, then, you know, just start looking, I guess. I think we might have a method in our back pocket for finding the treasure itself. Yes, and, you know, that's not a bad option. Because, you know, we should temper our expectations. Because... It's been conceivably hundreds, maybe thousands, I'm not entirely sure, Randy, years bef- since you've last been there and used this operational at the time thing. I mean, if the glyphs on the ground are rare now, there's no guarantee that they're still in uh, usable shape up on the moon. So just something that we should be aware of, guys. Oh, also I should mention, there may be a little security. I don't know if it's still there. We kind of beat it to a pulp last time with all of us. But, uh... Uh, the only tip I'll give right now, it's hard to explain without all of us looking at it, but if you see, like, I don't know, white crystals, uh, break them. Because uh, it's the only way to, to, uh, win, <laughs> I guess. What's that supposed to I, mean? It's kind of fuzzy now that I think, what, what did they do, actually? Sounds like they it's messed like, with your mind. I think, maybe, uh, with old age, you know, but... Yeah, white crystals, keep an eye out. But hey, oh, here we go. We're, we're almost there. So there's these ruins, and a little Lodron fella, you might recognize them. You guys come, and you're moving through the jungle. You can still see on your peripheral bugs in hiding. And you can see, coming up, the trees part. And there is kind of this, like, ruins. It's, it's like this... A Lodron Feywild architecture, similar to the architecture in Holven in some mm. regards. Uh, it's it's 
kind of like a church building, uh, but it's also old and de- like decayed and kind of caved in a bit, and one of the roofs has kind of collapsed. But it has this kind of open architecture. A lot of Feywild architecture is very like open, uh, no privacy, uh, very few walls, mostly pillars and arches. Uh, but you can see this ruined area is kind of vacant. But then, please, everybody, make a perception check. Uh, that is a 15 for me total. Hey, 15 plus 4 for me, DM. 19. DM? Mm-hmm. I got it. Wouldn't you know it? One of those fancy nat 20s. No, start the episode Did you off actually? Right. I did. Plus four, which is 24. Man, Adam, your 19 was pretty cool, but then I looked over to the next guy and whoo! <laughs> they had a 20. <laughs> um, okay, Zippy. Immediately as you enter the area, you hear a little slam, like a crate being moved, and your ears perk up. And you start looking through the pillars, and you can see, it's, it's kind of crowded, but you can see into basically this church-like building. You can see crates. Oh, baby. Oh. And there's similar glowing coming from the crates that you recognize <laughs> potentially might be related to those grapes. Those magic grapes, as well as the ammo company, as well as you can see now, as you're peering further with your net 20, you can see there's blue bullet pills inside some as well. The grapes concern me more. And you hear slamming of crates, and then you see a figure. All of you look in the doorway and see a figure, a long, tall, slender figure wearing this kind of like white waistcoat with blue lining and this ornate mask and helmet with these kind of like metallic braids coming out the back, almost Predator-like movie, like, you know, Alien versus Predator. It's like Predator mask-ish dreads coming out the back with this long brown furry mohawk that stretches over the top of the helmet. But they're wearing this white cloak with these white gloves and this like blue belt. And they put down the crate and they haven't noticed you yet. DM, is there any sign on them? Like, do they have any magical books on their side? Anything that would indicate that they cast spells? Uh, you can't see any books or anything, not even Zippy. Uh, but you can see there is a large, like, double-bladed glaive uh, <laughs> lying up against the wall. And it looks wooden? Like the handle is wooden? Uh, it looks like steel. Cool. I'm Now I'm concerned why you asked it was wooden. <laughs> uh, nervous DM. Um, <laughs> In the grass, it's green. It's not any different color. Yeah, yeah it's like, what, what color is the, the dirt? Um, but yeah, that's what you see, and they haven't noticed you yet. And Randy's about to go off on another tangent. He's like, what? wait, 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 wait. There, those crates over there. Uh, huh? uh, my my eyes, they can see. It's, I see some, <laughs> they look very similar uh, to um, the blueberries, was it? No, grapes, grapes. Uh, from way back. I don't, do you guys remember? And 
and I think I also see some pills being carried through. Oh, oh no, do you think it could be the ammo company? Well, right. it could be some kind of extension of them. Like, is that is that pills in the box? I can't quite see. Yeah, I just said that pills. Oh, sorry, I just heard the part about the grapes. I apologize. It's okay. Bro, maybe I can get a replacement for the one you snatched from me earlier in there. Sick. No, don't you get it, Apophis? These things, they're, they're not they're not right for... They're not good for anyone. DM, there's no other way through besides through this one entrance here? Uh, No, you can, like, go around and stuff because it is kind of, like, an open area. There is this, like, church-like building which is a little bit more closed off and has more walls and stuff. But the rest, there's kind of, like, pillars and arches all around in this wide area. It's, like, a 100 feet wide. Uh, diameter. Seth, from my knowledge of the just like the Eladrian architecture, is it actually like a, some kind of like temple? Like an older temple? Like I know they don't worship the gods a lot in the Feywild, but there was a previous <clears throat> connection with um uh oh no, I'm blanking on the god's name. It, uh Arella? Arella. Is does it look like it might be some mm-hmm. kind of temple to her or something along those lines? Uh make a history check. Oh, it's a four. You got a four? Yeah. <laughs> Darian don't know shit. All right. Um, cool. That's <laughs> a cool elf building. Um, Randy looks down at you guys and is like, I haven't really been briefed yet on all this ammo jazz. Um, okay. But is this dangerous or should I go in there and do some fire? They're really dangerous, Back where King Veal was, the leader of the ammo company was there to meet us there. It, it seems like he's 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 influenced this area in some nefarious ways. And if I recall correctly, some of those giant ants actually had blue flowers on them that they didn't get to manifest much during combat because we're just so good and we just outwitted the DM. So this makes oh, a little more sense I mean, now. We, <laughs> we were both went unconscious. I believe the sigil that we need to stand on is in there. Okay, so we have two options. One, we can just entirely go around. I know that we have methods and means to do that, especially with your Pass Without a Trace ability, Darian. But if we want to, and if we're feeling uh, particularly altruistic, we can put an end to this guy right here, who is obviously in cahoots with Lou to some degree. He's enabling Lou to accomplish his business. Um, Are we feeling confident enough? Here's here's my thoughts. I I want I don't know how much the extension of his company actually knows what's going on. Like if you recall when we met Odin, they were transporting some of the grapes, which based on the information we got from Valentine, if I recall correctly, are the foundation for these pills. Like are we assuming that Odin is is deep and part of this as well? Everyone make a stealth check. Oh, okay. Oh shit. 10 for medium. Uh, 9 plus 4, I got a 13. That's a 7 plus 14. That's a 21. Plus 14? Okay. So, uh, sorry, no, sorry. 14 plus 7. Okay. 21. <laughs> I'm like, how does he have a plus 14? I, I, was, like, I was reading my stealth bonus as, like, first by accident. It's fine. But you can get a plus 14. The figure starts carrying a crate and puts it down. And starts wiping their hands. And it's like they can almost overhear a conversation for a sec. Because their like, head picks up. And they start walking out the door. 
and you all try to jump and dive. But unfortunately, especially Norman and Zippy, let alone Randy, who's the size of a building. Oh, yeah. Why even check? He gets to the doorway of the temple and looks out. And he's clearly spotted you guys, but you guys have, like, tried to duck and get behind these pillars. Darian successfully has. Oh. But they just stare out, and they reach back. You can see their arm reaches back like they're just holding it behind them, stretching it out. And the glaive, the double-bladed glaive, flies into their hands. That's so dope. And they stab it in the ground, clanging. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my hand behind my back. And I'm going to press a digitation, a sheet of paper, like a scroll, into my hand. And I'm going to say, oh, hello. Uh, thank goodness we found someone. I'm so sorry to bother you. We're lost, me and my compatriot. I'm going to gesture to Zippy and Apophis. Or did Apophis get behind a pillar? Yeah, Apophis got behind okay, a pillar. Okay, of course he did. He's amazing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> me, me, and my, me and my friend here, we're, we're horribly lost. D- don't mind our dragon over here. Um, we're wondering if you can give us Make some- a dexterity save. Ooh, okay. Not interested in talking, I see. What is going on? Two plus seven, nine. You see, they start twirling their glaive as you come out from behind your pillar that you unsuccessfully hid behind. You come out and you're trying to persuade, and they start twirling their glaive quickly, and then they go and do like an overhead slash, but they're like 40 feet away from you. But the top part of the glaive, the blade part, disconnects like a magnet and goes and like slashes by you and cuts into your shoulder. And you take 27 damage. Ah! Okay. As it, the blade goes slicing by with a boom and it starts over there. Please make another dexterity save as the blade magnetically is coming back to the glaive. Okay, can I... This time around, can I make? Can I try to use my void cloak to catch this one? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so if I make this save, hopefully that glaive uh, gets stuck inside my cloak instead. Uh, I got to make a DC check of sixteen for this, the according to the void cloak. Fourteen plus seven, twenty-one. Nice. The glaive is coming back. You furl your void cloak. The purple void space is underneath and it's rippling and you kind of billow your cloak and throw it around you and like turn and spin and catch the glaive as it's on its return path into your cloak and you finish off with a nice spin and the cloak is billowing of course because of the billowing cloak i bought of course it is (laughs) and you're looking them dead in the eye and they look at their glaive and they're like they flip it around to the other blade (laughs) cool and they slam the ground, making a large clang. And you can all hear around you bzzz, lots of buzzing. Everybody, roll initiative. Yes! Ah, sweet. Oh my gosh. What is wrong with my dice today? Yeah, no, it was pretty bad for me too. <laughs> DM, four plus three, seven. Five plus three, eight. <laughs> Uh, 12 plus 4, uh, 16. So you hear the clang, you hear bugs all around are getting riled up, all in the peripheral. And Randy turns to all you and is like, Oh, come on, this ain't gonna be good. Alright, I say we just billow it. I'll take a little, I'll take the small fry out. Let's just go inside and get out of here. It doesn't take long to get to the moon. Mm. Uh, sounds good to me, but I mean, you got us in this mess. 
Uh, you, I didn't do nothing. Do you really know where you're going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go inside. We gotta step on the sigil. And uh, we gotta find the, uh, the other matching sigil. Oh, yeah, we gotta find it on the moon. That's gonna be a little tough. Uh, somebody's gonna... Who wants to be the telescope person? I'll do it. Okay. Uh, then the rest of us try to protect Norman as we try and focus it on the on the moon and he finds the spot. But we all gotta be near him when he finds it or else uh, we, we get left behind. And uh, this situation isn't starting to look great. Zippy, you're up first. There's no bugs around yet. But you can see this figure, the tall figure with the ornate mask. Uh, and now one glaive is standing in the doorway, 40 feet away from you in this building. How threatening does this guy look? Kind of threatening. Not majorly. They seem to be on your level. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm like, half hiding behind a tree, or I, I never even got a chance to hide behind the tree? You're half hiding behind a pillar, but he knows you're there. Right. Okay. Uh, and who's beside me? Apophis is on your left. Norman's on your right, but he got found out. And on your double right is uh, Darian, but he's actually stealth right now. And what, is the, what does the area look like? Can you just describe the area quickly? A bunch of pillars and archways that are just kind of loosely placed around, and then basically a church in the center. Hmm. I'm just going to do Ice ice Storm. Let's do that. Whoa. Uh, so Ice Storm, a halo of rock hard ice pounds to the ground in a 20-foot radius. Uh, 40 foot high cylinder uh, centered on a point um, each creature in the cylinder must make a dexterity saving throw creature takes 2d8 bludgeoning damage or 4d6 and 4d6 cold damage on a failed save or half as much so I'm going to center the uh, 20 foot radius just kind of on him on I guess the church steps Okay. and uh, meanwhile this is happening I'm going to shout to everyone, get as close to him as you can. We have to keep the, the any other insects out. I have a way to do that, but not for another five seconds. <laughs> so get get at least 20 feet close to him. A- everyone, even people who are hiding. Uh, and yeah, I cast, I ca- while I do that, I cast Ice Storm. Yeah, you got it, dude. It's a dexterity saving throw. Surprisingly, they fail that one. So roll damage. The um, bludgeoning damage is 10, and the cold damage is 13. You, They take that damage. It's hitting their armor, and they seem like they're blocking from the sky. They're trying to block this ice hail that's raining down, uh, and it's now their turn, the mysterious figure. They, and, and, like, I, I move closer to, like, within 20 feet of him. All right. You move closer. You're at, the like, basically the ridge of your ice storm, and you can see they're, like, getting hit. And they just start running away, and they run inside the church. And they're going to start putting their hands on the ground, and you all feel tremors. The earth around you is starting to shake. And you can see the church starts splitting in half. And it's like the, the earth is fragmenting. And some of the earth that's carrying... The, the boxes of pills and grapes and stuff, they're moving and they start molding earth. They're just moving like water, carrying the bu- crates and they're just diving in to the, the jungle. They're just sending the crates flying into the jungle and the church is kind of just segmented apart. Some stone is falling 
and you can all see on the floor in the center of this now fragmented church and earth is the sigil, this uh, illuminated white sigil that's on this piece of earth that's just floating in the center here and it's kind of bobbing and weaving and they're still just molding the earth as hard as they can and that's what they're going to do with their turn. Next is Darian. Well, I don't want him messing up this sigil anymore. Um, So first, bonus action. Channeling Planar Warrior. Uh, And then from stealth, because he doesn't know I'm there, I'm going to draw the black bow and fire off two arrows. Uh, The first arrow gets advantage, because I'm attacking from stealth, and he doesn't know I'm there. Um, So I'm going to roll the hit on those attacks. So the first one with advantage... Um, so that is 24 to hit on the first one. So that's uh, 8 physical damage plus 5 force damage. And now he needs to make a DC 18 uh, constitution saving throw or be blinded. All right, they fail. So he's now blinded. And as he's blinded, I'm going to shoot off my second arrow, uh, which is going to be a 17 to hit. That hits. And that's going to be 11 damage on that one. Okay. Man, I gotta throw harder enemies at you. The, the air starts flying from your bow, <laughs> hits them in the back, both of them, and you can see their white cloak, their white waistcoat is now just becoming red with blood, and they get knocked and they're blinded, and you can see they release the mold earth that's happening, and the church comes like settling down into the earth as well as the sigil, and the church kind of collides back into itself as it's kind of waving back and forth, and the church kind of, like, crumbles a bit. Um, but it is kind of somewhat intact now, but definitely kind of... It'll, it'll need a lot of work after this. Uh, but it's pretty shattered. So after that, I'm going to use my movement to... Because uh, I'm revealed now, I'm going to switch to... No, I'll just start running, and I'm going to uh, catch up to Zippy. Okay, you catch up to Zippy running right at the the church steps alongside him. Uh, Normandy, your turn. Okay, so I'm technically behind everyone? Yes. Okay, now with double movement, am I getting to a point where the ground is broken? Like, am I going to have to jump? Uh, The ground is kind of formed back together. It's kind of uneven ground and still difficult terrain, I would say. But uh, yeah, you you can get to the church easy. But I, but no one else is in the church. Like I would pass them at this point. You'd pass the guys, but the the figure is still in the church. It kind of closed in uh, from his mold earth. Okay. Uh, instead, I'm gonna run my full thirty feet, and that puts this guy in range of me. I'm gonna cast hideous laughter, but DM if it's all right with you. And Seth, you tell me. I'm going to use my, uh, what's it called? My, I'm going to, while I'm running, I'm just going to use my thumb to touch the ring on my hand, the ring of the grammarian. Okay. And I'm going to change hideous laughter to hideous slaughter. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be messy. <laughs> oh, no. No idea. This is a level one spell, so don't feel... I mean, like, you know, I'm not expecting anything insane. But uh, just use it like normal hideous laughter, and I'll tell you what happens. Okay. Um, They got to make a wisdom saving throw of DC against me. Okay. They save. 
No. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. If they if they save, I don't think anything happens. Okay. You rush in and you go to cast hideous slaughter using your new ring of the grammarian, uh, changing the words uh, and adding an s. Um, you see, as you speak, it just like the ground starts slicing. You just see slices just appearing everywhere on the walls and floor around you. Um, but they kind of block, they hold their, their half glaive up, and some slashes hit it, but none hit them because it's kind of wild and chaotic. Cool. Um, it's, a, it's a hideous slaughter. Uh, <laughs> or an, an attempt at slaughter, at least. Alright. Cool. Uh, is Anything you want to do after that? Uh, I'm, ju- I'm just gonna... Uh, I'm just gonna say under my breath, Ooh, I was wondering what that was going to look like. And I'm just going to keep running, basically. So the mysterious figure is kind of cowering in the back of the church, still just holding their guard. Um, they were trying to mold the earth, try and get the pills as far as they can. You can see the boxes now are at the just basically the tree line. They didn't make it so far in the jungle, uh, but they are at the edge of this ring. Um, but they are just holding guard there. Randy and Apophis... Apophis is starting to charge in, and he's right now alongside you, Darian and Zippy, and he has his fist kind of, he's like twirling it back like he's ready to punch, and Randy is in the back, and he's kind of just like bored, and he's like, all right, uh, when you guys want, just call on me, and I'll just use fire on the whole thing. <laughs> hmm. Maybe that's the answer to this riddle, guys. Zippy, it's your turn. I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast... Uh, hold person on him, I think. Okay. And then I, I'm gonna let Darian kind of figure it out. But I'm just gonna try to sub- subdue him. Cast him? Well, I don't know. Like, maybe we can interrogate him or something. I don't know. Because it seems like he's he's trying to... Pretty high up? High up, and then might have information on what where these crates are going. Because I don't think any of the insects coming this way are gonna... Anyways. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna cast hold person. That's a wisdom saving throw. Okay. They fail. Oh shit! They I didn't think that would work. <laughs> are hell. You move into the church. You cast it, and they're blinded. They're having a hard time. They don't know what's going on, and they start being restrained. Um, and it actually is their turn. So I'm gonna roll to. Oh, sorry. Can I just uh, to like convey oh, yeah. the information to Darian? Go for it, uh, Darian. I'm holding him. Uh, it seems like he might be hiding something, but I can only hold him up for one minute. And and I I know there's bugs coming here too, and and whatnot. Just do your thing. And Norman, get working on that telescope. I will. So the mysterious stranger is restrained. It's their turn now. They can't do anything. So at the end, they're just gonna try and break free with a wisdom save. <laughs> Nat twenty for me. Oh. <laughs> How's it feel to be on the Ooh. other foot? They. They break free. Uh, Zippy, your hold person, releases. uh, And they're just there again, holding their guard. But all of a sudden, everybody make a perception check. 17 plus 4, DM, 21. 13 plus 6, 19. That's pretty good, man. Connor, that's, that's, 19's really good. (laughs) Connor, thanks, man. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Thanks, guys. I mean, it's it's not 21, but it's still pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's a 12 for me Norman and Darian especially you notice looking into the church and noticing around the arena 
butterflies are starting to fly in. You can see little kind of metallic-looking, reflective, almost transparent butterflies. They're catching the sunlight off them. They're flying in and, and starting to fly into the church. And you notice over the horizon and at the tree line, bugs are marching out. You can see at the tree line, some are taking the crate and some are ripping them apart and eating the blue pills, shoving them up their nose, Uh. everything. Some are eating grapes, everything. Over the horizon, you can see a black cloud of insectoids are coming to this spot. There is a lot of bugs. You can immediately notice at least 200 in the tree lines lining it. They've come out of the, the wings and they're slowly moving in. They're, they're still a little scared, uh, but they're moving in and they're really like fighting even each other for these blue pills. But I want everybody now to make a dexterity save and Norman and Darian, you have advantage. Don't even need to roll a second time because that is a natural 20. Uh, I had a one, but then thanks to advantage, uh, 11 plus seven, 18. Wow. Man, is there like three 20s uh, though? Oh, total overall? Yeah, none for me. Um, mine's a 14 plus four. All right. You all notice, and Norman, you recall these butterflies are from the Coliseum. You recognize it, and all of a sudden, you see a light beam, a light, like a laser light beam is bouncing off the wings of all the butterflies, just dancing around the arena and it's going to like slice through you but Norman you dodge and then it goes for you Zippy but you dodge and then it goes for you Darian but you really dodge and it just goes flying off into the jungle and it slams into a bug uh, soldier an ant soldier and it leaves a hole in their chest and they fall dead but you can see walking onto the battlefield with their beautiful like billowing large butterfly wings is the the one warrior that you saw was fighting Normandy in the Colosseum that teleported away. Oh, I hate that guy! You can see Randy and Apophis are now like, oh, shit. And uh, Apophis is like, oh, dudes, okay, you guys, get in there. I'll stay out here and punch. I got a vendetta against these freaking bugs, too. And Randy's like, okay. I'm gonna let loose a little, if that's all right. Do I have the clear? By all means, Randy. Go for it. All right. Ding. It's like pulling a grenade. Their tooth lights up, and flames start billowing. And you can see they start launching it at the sky, and you can just see a flame streak go. And bugs that are flying in are just falling crisply down to the floor. And now the bugs, especially the ones that are eating the blue pills are kind of going crazy and they're rushing in now. They were like held at the wall barrier, but now just rushing in. Darian, it's your turn. Ooh, um, You're still outside the chapel. Um, I'm going to run inside. I'm seeing now that the, uh, that dude has shaken off uh, Zippy's hold person. And I'm going to, while running, swap to the, uh, katana, and I'm going to let out two just quick slashes on the dude. And I'm also going to channel Planar Warrior again to get a little extra force damage stacked on that. Okay, roll to hit. That's an 18 and a 29 to hit. Okay, those both hit. Damn. 29 <laughs> for sure. 
Uh, that's 28 damage. You go and slash twice. You can see right across their chest, blood splatters out. And they kind of take a step back because they're still blinded. They're still confused. Uh, but blood splatters. And now it is Normandy's turn. You see the sigil in the front. You can see above the roof has kind of uh, gone. And you can actually see that the moon is in the sky. The sun is starting to set, but the moon is already up there. Uh, and the sigil's in the center. And Darian and uh, Zippy are all in the church as well. Okay. Wow, what a hard decision. Okay. I'm just going to shout to Randy. I'm going to say, Randy, we'll catch up with you later. Grab a, grab Apophis and get out of here. And I'm going to run in. And I'm going to s- try to like slide past this mysterious figure here. Kind of like baseball hip slide. To underneath to get to that glyph behind him. All right. You slide moving easily they're distracted they're blinded they can't they're just focused on protecting and you land on the sigil okay i'm gonna pull out the telescope come on come on and i'm wait i forgot i don't know how to wink just kidding and i'm gonna look at the moon through it all right so in order to find this spot you're gonna have to total 60 in perception so each turn you're just gonna keep perceptioning uh, if you lose concentration or you look away to do something else, you'll have to restart because you're looking and trying to find it on the moon. So make your first perception roll. <laughs> okay. Man, I wish this were a saving throw. This would be, that would be sweet. 18 plus 4, 22. Okay. Come on. Come on. You're adjusting the telescope, looking up at the moon, trying to scan for another sigil that's going to teleport you. You hear Randy out back. He's like, "Yeah, guys, uh, you guys just go. I'll I'll lock it down here. I'll make sure it's safer when you get back." Uh, but uh, I'm forgetting something. I gotta tell you something though. It's something important. Oh, damn it! What is it? Come on, Randy. And he's still breathing fire. And Apophis is like, "Dude, use your brain. Come on!" <laughs> and he's punching and just knocking out some ants that are pouring in. You can see that the mysterious stranger is bloody and they're just uh, looking weak but from their wounds start growing and flashing a faint blue light and you can see they're starting to close and they're going to uh, it looks like they're just starting to heal themselves as well but they're still just blocking uh, in front of the duel with you Darian Uh, but now we're going to go into hyperspeed combat. Zippy, you notice a few ants are coming in through the side. You count three of them. One from the left, one from the right, and one behind you. Just all coming in at the uh, in the chapel. Uh, you cannot let these get to Norman, or else he's going to have to restart his perception uh, search. So what would you like to do? They're all within 15 feet of you. As well as, you know, Darian and the Mysterious Stranger. Does it... Does it look like they're targeting us or Normandy? They look like they're pouring in, and they look like they're gunning for Normandy. You can assume for the rest of this combat, every bug is going to be going for Normandy while he's doing this. All right, I rush. I rush to. Nor- is Normandy? Normandy's in his spot right now. Yes. I rush to Norman, uh, and I cast uh, Stone Skin on Norman. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> okay, that'll help. Um, 
you can see uh, the answer's still coming in, but you rush over, plant your hands on his back as he's searching up in the sky, Ooh. and you can see his skin starts to harden. Ooh. Norman, I we need you to focus. Just focus as quick as you can. You got it, Zip. All right. Next up is Mysterious Stranger. Darian, you're uh, there with your katana. They're going to try and disarm you. So I want you to make a dexterity save. Uh, or a strength save. Either one. I'm going to choose to make a strength save in this case. Okay. And that's another a natural 20. Whoa. <laughs> Holy man. Two in one episode, baby. Let's go. They go to disarm you, uh, but you can immediately uh, just roll damage with your base katana. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, that's 16 damage. You just, like, they go to disarm you. You flip it around on them with your a- excellent swordsmanship, and you just go slashing at them once more, uh, dealing that damage. Uh, blue light starts emitting from their wounds even stronger. Okay. Uh, next up is Darian. You can see the three ants are still coming in closer. Um, if you do not act, they're going to make attacks on Norman. I have been waiting for this. I thank God because I have nothing. in my <laughs> recent level. Uh, I got a new ability called Distant Strike which is where I can teleport up to 10 feet to attack a creature. And then if I can have a mo- second attack, I can teleport another 10 feet to attack a third creature. And if I, ta- or a second creature, and if I target a third, I can do an extra attack for another teleportation. So I'm going to quickly teleport away from this guy, and I'm going to teleport to the first ant slash, teleport to the second ant slash, and teleport to the third ant and slash. Oh, <laughs> damn. All right. Full shinobi mode. First attack is an 18 to hit. Uh, that will also get the uh, uh, planar warrior. Um, second attack is a nine, uh, 21 to hit, and third attack is a uh, 24 to hit. Those all hit. Uh, you don't need to roll damage because these guys are super weak that are coming in. You just need to hit them. Uh, but you go teleporting one slash behind the next one slash, and then right up front to the third one slash. And all of them fall almost simultaneously as you went, boop, 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 just blipping around the room. Okay, I am going to then move back to stand in between the white-robed guy and Norman so he doesn't try and take a swing at him. Because I haven't used my movement yet, that's just teleporting. So I'm going to run around Norman to kind of be a, a barrier. And then I'm going to call it over my shoulder and say, Anytime now, Norman. I'm working on it. Okay. Normandy, it's your turn. Okay. I cannot cast spells, right? I'm basically just focusing on this. You just gotta focus. Okay. I'm gonna say, don't rush me. Ugh, five plus four, nine. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm being rushed. You got a nine. Uh, so add that to your total. You okay. had 26 before, right? 22. 22 before. Okay, so you got 31. You're halfway there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, You noticed three more bugs are coming in the room, but you also notice above, almost getting in your way of your telescope sight, Norman, is the flying butterfly. (laughs) And their wings start expanding, 
and the sun that's setting is reflecting off their wings and now reflecting off all the butterflies that they placed around the arena and this blinding light is just emitting from everywhere you see basically it's it's hard you're, you're gonna have disadvantage on all your attacks this round unless someone can hit this butterfly uh, so first up is Zippy. You have three Ant-Man coming in the room. The butterflies are blinding everywhere because of the source in the sky. Um, and you can hear Randy and Apophis just like breathing more fire and doing more punches. They're just getting a little overwhelmed, uh, but they're still fighting hard outside. What are you going to do, Zippy? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to... I'll call lightning. Uh, Zippy looks up and gets, starts looking real angry at this freaking butterfly that and then I look at Norman and I get even angrier because he, he was supposed to finish this butterfly off. <laughs> okay. Okay. But it's not like Dung I finished off boy. The, the... Yeah. <laughs> um, no. But uh, yeah, I'm going to call uh, a lightning to strike. And then I'll, I'll cast the level four version of this. So that adds a 1d10. Okay. So with their dexterity save, I believe an 18 beats it? Yes. Okay. But they take half damage? Half damage on a 4d10. Roll the damage. <laughs> um, half of 13 would be... Six. Six or seven. Six? <laughs> How did you get a 13 on a 4d10? I can. So rounds up. We'll give it seven damage. Uh, the lightning strikes down, but because it's so blinding, you can't call it right. But it does hit the butterfly a little bit, so they get damaged and they stagger, and the light it, uh, cuts out for a moment. But it will be back next turn. Um, but the light has been diffused. Okay. At least I did something. Next up is mysterious stranger. They see what's going on. They see the bugs coming in. They start crouching down. And you can see their legs are starting to glow through their white pants that are now stained with blood. And they look like they're about to jump and maybe escape. Darian, attack of opportunity. Heck yeah. That's a 13 to hit. Okay, no, that doesn't hit. You see they're charging up and you go to slash at them as they're starting to like get ready to pounce and they go flying through the ceiling. And you can see flying tarantula hawks, similar to the big bad one that you fought in the castle, fly by, catch his cloak and his waistcoat, and start flying him across the sky out of the area. I can't do anything, DM. I can't. I guess not. If you drop your your glass, you're going to have to start over. No, I won't. (laughs) Okay. Darian, there are three ants in the room coming for Norman. What are you going to do? It's your turn. I... Oh, I, um, on, I'll, I'll get a second opinion. Do you guys think I should take a shot at the guy flying away? If you take a shot at the guy flying away, you will be forfeiting basically three attacks on Norman. No one's going to get me. Oh, right, because Zippy's already had his turn. Yeah, Shoot. but he has okay. stone skin. He has resistance yeah, to it. Yeah, but fine. that's not to avoid the hit. Because if I still get hit, I'm still going to have to roll concentration. Yeah, but you have high HP, right? Well, it's not about my health. It's about breaking concentration. Yeah, just just have faith in your stone skin. No, I I forgot I forgot the ants are gonna attack next round. Um, so Darian disappointed by missing that slash as he uh, clearly cast the spell jump and 
and just yeeted out of here. Darian looks back over his shoulder and sees the ants breaking into the room, and he's going to distant strike all three of them again and just voop, 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 and just slash them all down. That is a 17 to hit. That's a natural 20 to hit for a total of 31. Wow. That's a third natural 20. I'm using these dice more often. And then last hit is a 23 to hit. Okay. You again. Take all of them down. Your katana is like steaming because it's moving so quick. Uh, but you take them all down. Norman, please roll perception okay, once again. Okay, by the way, I feel like Darian's middle name should be Levi from Attack on Titan. Just freaking oh. slicing <laughs> I, and dicing. The, you ruined okay. it. His name is his name is Darian Ackerman. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Three plus four, seven. <laughs> okay, add seven to your total. So you're at thirty-eight. You can see the sun is starting to billow and brighten again. But Randy and Apophis outside, you can hear Randy just say, "No, Snake Man, we're letting too many through. They're getting into chapel." Okay. You get you get closer. You, you try and trip them and slow them down, and stand back. Cause, oh, damn it, I gotta do it. All right. You can hear and see, looking out the corner of your eye outside. You can see inside Randy's dragon mouth is billowing this green gas. Green dragons are no, are actually known for their poison breath, but of course Randy doesn't consider that to be you know the real deal dragon fire. But you can see. Poison breath is emitting from their mouth, and they go and they blow it, and it goes like arcing, curving around the ring. And you can see him just yell, Everyone, hold your ears! And he sparks his tooth flame, and <laughs> the gas ignites, the poison gas, and just combusts and explodes, and taking out the entire tree line. Now it's like a 120 diameter ring because he just decimated an entire tree line with this explosive flame and gas combo, taking out a number of, uh, of ant soldiers. But Butterfly in the Sky still holds on and shines bright, blinding you once again. And Apophis is trying to take some out that are trying to get to the chapel. But six ants enter the room. Zippy, it's your turn. You are blinded once again by the sun and all these butterflies. Um, I'm just going to say, uh, Zippy, lock me in. Stone me in. What do you... Like, like a wall of stone. <laughs> That's a level five spell. I only have one more of the or two of those. Okay, teach their own. <laughs> I mean, we can also just fight all these guys right now if you like. I, I guess. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, Norman, you still haven't found it? You know, this is like a really yeah, hard thing to find. You should really be asking. Um, it's really hard to focus when there's battle going on all around you. I am going to turn into a giant, <laughs> a giant eagle, and I'm gonna shield him with my wings. <laughs> for until I run out of hit points with that eagle. Okay. So yeah, I'm just gonna jump in the air and transform into the giant eagle with my druidness, and I'm gonna just keep protecting Norman, and I'm going to leave the rest to Darian there. 
Instead of spread eagle, you're kind of turtling and wrapping him in your wings as uh, you lift your head to the sky so your beak isn't in the way of the telescope. Darian, you're blinded. All your attacks will have disadvantage. There's six Ant-Men in the room. What are you going to do? I'll mention also that if the the blinding is not gone, uh, Norman D will have disadvantage on his perception. All right. Well... Yeah, I forgot about that. In that case, <laughs> seeing that uh, Norman is at least covered and, and protected for at least a few seconds, I'm going to flick open the wind fan and I'm going to gust of wind the six ants and hopefully disturb that butterfly in the air as well to stop them from channeling this blinding. So it's not going to kill them, but I want to at least knock them all back. Uh, they all have to make saving strength saving throws. To save, but the four other ones, you start fanning and fanning. The four other ones go flying uh, on their backs, uh, and they're prone, but two are charging in, um, and the one in the air. Uh, okay, they, they failed. You throw the last wind fan gust up, and it kind of knocks their wings and catches them, and they kind of fly, and the angle that's catching the sun isn't hitting it right, and it stops it, uh, so you can see once more. Uh, Normandy, it is your running turn. running out of time, Norman. Yeah, I, know. I move my head enough so that the he can still look up. Like, yeah, yeah a, a little more to your right. Okay, thanks. <laughs> um, okay, one sec. 15. <laughs> oh, come on. 15 plus 4, 19. That's 57. <laughs> right on. It's like, guys, okay. I, I think I got it. One more second. <laughs> Why did we think you could do this? <laughs> Sorry, what's the total? Uh, 57. Okay, you're very, very close. We're going to go into super speed combat now. So, Zippy, you're just going to hold strong, right, and keep protecting? Yeah, I'm turtling. All right, this is how we're going to do it. Uh, I'm going to roll to hit Zippy. Uh, Darian, you're just going to roll to attack as more are just flooding in. Uh, You see, like, ten more coming in the wings. So I'm going to roll to hit Zippy. Uh, Darian, you roll to attack. And uh, Norman, you roll to perception. So, all right, ready? Okay, uh, 19 hits. So, Zippy, you take 13 damage as ants are starting to swing at you with their claws. Darian, roll attack. (laughs) I rolled a 17. uh, a A 30 total. And then... A natural, or not a 30, a, a 21 total, and then another natural 20. <laughs> so for a 31 Two total. natural 20s. Okay, what the hell? You go and slice Holy. and slice, and they just cut multiple ants that are coming in the room. 12 of them fall over, uh, but more are starting to pour in. Uh, Norman, perception yeah, again. 12 plus 4, 16. Over 60 for sure. Okay. I want to make sure I'm close to them as well. I'm going to back up to Zippy's eagle wings and kind of bump into him. You are looking up, and you see finally on the moon, Norman. You notice a little city, a little outpost, a a little, like, structures that are not, like, you know, regular moon rocks. And you look, look, and you can see. All of a sudden, you zoom in, zoom in, and zoom in, and you're scanning the town. And in the center square of this little moon town... You see a similar sigil, and as soon as you see it, you see it flashes white on the surface of the moon through your telescope. And beneath your feet, all of you see, it starts flashing white. 
you need to stay close, and you all are right now. You're basically hugging each other. But it's starting to build in power. Zippy! 17 hits! You take only 10 damage. More ants are clawing at you. Darian, roll to attack. I'm still alive. <laughs> I got it, guys. I found it! Uh, 15, uh, 14, and a 19. Okay. You're going. One of them misses, but the other two hit, and you're fighting and slashing. More are coming, though, and they're going to hit you for 14 damage, Darian. More are coming in, Zippy. They're going to be pouring in on you. 19 hits. Okay, and that's going to be 8 damage, clawing at you. They're, like, climbing your back now. <laughs> Zippy. Oh, and that sheds my eagle form at that point. Whoa. Okay. Your eagle form goes down. Norman, you're staring up. Darian, attack. Boom. Uh, 25. Uh, natural one. <laughs> and uh, 29. Okay. You missed terribly. Your katana kind of just like bounces off and you go to attack once more uh, and uh, you hit but you will lose one of your extra attacks because you're not one for the next round. <laughs> Zippy, they're coming in for Norman. They're trying to claw all over you. They're like z- just swarming in. There's 30 in the chapel right now. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to do uh Gusta uh, Gusta Wind, I suppose. Okay. Uh and like try, like around us to try to uh to like just throw them away as much as I can. Their tiny little ant legs can't possibly uh, beat my gust of wind, right? You flourish and wind gusts. Some save, some don't, but a lot of them immediately in your area are knocked away. Uh, Norman, you're still staring. You just gotta hold it. Uh, Nothing to do but stare. The light is growing in power and more and more and more. Darian, attack! Uh, 16 and 20, not natural. Okay, 16 and 20. Choo-choo, you get, like, a few more of them down. Five more. Zippy, attack! Norman, please! Uh, Gus, I found it! I pull up the flame sword, and then I'm just gonna start slashing as many that come close. Okay, as you're slashing, Darian, attack! I'm gonna cast... Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna keep attacking. I'm gonna keep attacking. Okay, 21, another natural 20, and uh, 22. Okay, Zippy. Uh, I got a, a 9. Okay, attack again. Uh, 5. <laughs> Darian, attack. Oh my gosh. Uh, a 20, not natural. Uh, 25, and uh, uh, 27. Okay, you're, you're all just slashing and slashing. Zippy, you're doing terribly. You're just fending them off with the fire. You hear Randy in the background just go, Guys, I just remembered. I just remembered. When you get to the city! And you're fighting and slashing. Zippy, some are coming at you since you did so badly. You get hit for 24 damage, just clawing on you. And you just hear Randy in the distance. Just remember when you get to the city, you gotta... (laughs) And that's where we're gonna take a break. Uh, you would... Hey 
everyone, DM Seth here uh, with another mid-roll for you. I'm going to kind of rush through things because we got a lot to cover, and uh, I want to give everything the, the room to breathe it needs. Uh, so first off, thank you for listening. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode so far, and I hope you like the rest of it. Um, also, uh, I just want to really quick off the top say thank you for all the support we've gotten recently, uh, especially with new patrons and new Twitter followers and Facebook followers. Uh, we notice that and we notice you and we want to say thank you so much. Um, if you do like the show a lot, too, uh, and you want to support us in uh, different ways, uh, you know, you can always drop us a review on iTunes. That's always super helpful for helping us move up the ranks and get noticed, at least. Uh, and so people can click on us and find us easier. Um, and also just sharing our stuff on the Twitters and Facebooks that you are following us on now. Uh, sharing our stuff and just putting it out there, making us more visible, really goes a long way into getting uh, new new listeners and growing the show even more. So thank you so much for everything everybody's already doing and for everything everyone will do in the future. You're, I'm, I'm preemptively thanking you all, so thanks. uh also uh, i should say in terms of uh, support if you want to support us in a financial way uh you can get on our patreon where we have a bunch of different tiers uh with different rewards um one that's really popular is the two dollar tier because that gets you access to our exclusive discord community where you can talk and and hang out with us the cast as well as a bunch of other like-minded cool DD podcast listening folks um but I should mention, if you want a free alternative to a Discord community that you don't have to pay for, you can always go to our Reddit page where we share fresh memes and do uh, discussions after every episode that uh, releases. So you can hop on and be a part of those. It's r slash cheaper by the dungeon on Reddit. Um, so yeah, go check those two places out if you want some community. Uh, yeah, we love community and we love you cheapskates. Uh, Next up, I want to give a special uh, promo slot to uh, a friend of ours. We worked with them in the past on our like Bangamins bowling stream that we did with a bunch of other podcasters uh, and TTRPG uh, people. Uh, They're good friends of ours uh, and we love their show. So we thought, you know, why not support other creators like ourselves and maybe show you listeners uh, a show that you might be wanting to get into while you wait every other week for our episodes to come out. So this is the From Afar podcast. Here's their promo. Please take a listen. Adventure, laughter, and a complete disregard for the rules. From Afar podcast is a Dungeons & Dragons 5e actual play podcast with a focus on roleplay, making goofs, and storytelling. Join us aboard the Sea Monster for hijinks on the high seas as a diverse party searches for the fabled lost city of Atlantis. Find us on all major podcast platforms and on social media at From Afar Podcast. Come aboard the Sea Monster and join these four friends separated by distance but brought together through adventure. What's a gang of goofs? Uh, I love the pirate theme. I love the sea theme. Um, I wish sometimes that we did that. Uh, but man, we're committed to this treasure hunting bit and I'm going to run it into the ground before I give it up. Uh, <laughs> uh, but thank you from a fire podcast, uh, for giving us your promo. Please everybody go check them out. They are awesome folks. Uh, and last up here, let me just say, uh, oh yes, our special Patreon, Kent, man, can you tell I'm reading off like a list? 
uh, yeah, ne- next on the list here is uh, a shout out to our Legend Tier patron, Randy. Thank you so much uh, for being at the Legend Tier. Uh, it's insane that we have someone who's supporting us at that level. Uh, and we want to thank you every single episode for it because you deserve it. Thank you, Randy. And you're the best. Last up, we have uh, the next episode. Uh, man. Everybody uh, was messaging me after. They're like, man, I'm so proud of Seth for finally having a calendar open when he's ready for one of these mid-rolls. And now I've ruined my my streak of one. Uh, our next episode comes out February 16th, according to the calendar I had to pull up because I always do it last minute. February 16th is our next episode. More moon shenanigans to come. I think you'll like the cliffhanger for this one. Uh, so... Enjoy the rest of the episode. I'll talk to you next time. And once again, thank you so much for all the support we've been getting recently. We notice it, and we notice you, and we love you all. All right. Take care. We're back, but not at the same place, because y'all... Just teleported to the moon. I can't breathe! (laughs) (laughs) You slam into the surface. A cloud of moon dust goes around you. And you still have three ant soldiers that came with you. They get off your back, Zippy and Darian, and they're just like, Where are we? Where are we? What do you do? I'm like not even going to look at them and just try and slash all three of their heads off. (laughs) <laughs> okay, roll to hit, just once. Uh, 29. Yep. They're off. <laughs> the three Do the heads hands. just, like, float away, kinda? Uh, yeah, they kind of do. That You slice them off, it's like, like low gravity, not zero gravity, but they, like, slowly fall to the floor. The gravity here is different. But as you look around, yeah, you're expecting, how am I gonna breathe? Randy should have told us how to breathe. Um... But you look around, you can see there's kind of a, like, bubble around this whole town. And you can see the buildings here are familiar Aladrin Feywild architecture again. Uh, very kind of block-ish, but also just, like, pillars and archways, very few walls. Um, and you can see in the distance a large, glowing, blue bug. Just, it looks like a larva, but it's just like glowing and it's blue and it's just like pulsing. Not blue flower blue, but it's just like the white light is pulsing from it. Seth, how big is big? Like like a basketball or like a building? It's like a building. It looks no. like a whole freaking warehouse. It's like, it's a large larva. So similar to like this snail. Okay. It's much bigger than the snail. I, I would say it's like a whale. Holy. Like a blue whale? Like a big blue whale. Whale, wouldn't you know? What the heck is that? I don't know, but I don't like it. Guys, this is not a small town like Randy described. This place is huge. Which makes it even more embarrassing that I couldn't find it from earlier. I think it's small relative to him, and Darian flicks the blood off his sword and sheets it. (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) Should we should we search search the ants before we move forward just just in case if they had anything? Again, there's Ooh. there's so much we don't know. 
Yeah, good point. Maybe I shouldn't have just killed them, but I just was still in the in the moment, you know. Just... <laughs> no, that's fine. We, we we can just search them. I could speak to them, but I don't know if they would be very forthcoming because we would still look like us, um, and and they wouldn't trust us. But we could find out why. I mean, now that I think about it, they were definitely bringing those up here. Why would they want to bring the blue pills onto the moon? Were they or? Oh yeah, I, I at least I definitely got the vibe because because I thought I thought it's just like we were looking for a, like a target. We don't necess- like that that sigil thing was like you can if you spot anywhere that also has. But do we know what they were specifically going to the moon? Well, you have you have to be able to see that place with a telescope. So it would really make sense to kind of use the moon almost like a satellite to bounce because from the moon you could see a different place, a bunch of different glyphs. On our planet, but from here you'd have to be either somewhere really high up, and he he was definitely protecting that glyph with that mold earth thing he was doing. I think they were using this glyph to transport all those pills up here. In fact, uh, DM, do I see any paths or footprints or any like cart paths that look like maybe someone would have loaded things onto to move away from the spot? Everybody, make a perception check. Hey, I'm good at those. Oh, but I got an 11. Uh, 13 plus 4 is 17. 12 plus 4, 16. Norman and Zippy, you look around and you don't see heavy traffic. Not very many few footsteps. A few. But you do notice very prominent, very large square footprints that actually really sunk in to the ground. And they lead uh, basically north of where you guys are. The bug is on the west. Uh, the big larva, but it's heading north. And you can see off in the northern distance, there is kind of another round domish building. It, it kind of, and you noticed from looking in the telescope that there was somewhat of like an observatory esque building uh, on on the north end. Okay, I'll just relay that. I'm gonna say, hey guys, uh, when I was looking, if we were to cont- follow these square footprints, it's gonna take us at least closer to an observatory up ahead. Yeah, I think that might be a, a decent place to start. You know, based on what you were saying, I think you're right. It makes sense if the moon was some kind of, you know, gazer transportation hub. You know, you get back to the moon and then you can basically go anywhere from there. So if they were using this to transport those pills around, who's to say where they've already ended up across the world? You, you probably save a ton on FedEx, though. Draken pipes up and just says, this is odd, guys. I know they said the gazer stuff, but this place looks old as hell. Potentially, this is where they ran off to as I was destroying the world. Weird. There was lots of gazers back then. I never heard of any gazer hub as I was patrolling Ohm. Maybe some Wesnians escaped and got up here or something. If they did, we're burning them down. No questions. Everybody in, right? I don't think that's going to be the case, Drac. It would kill me to think I did a half-assed job. Why didn't I think the moon? Come on. DM, I'm just going to look down at my mirror tattoo, which is in the tattoo that's done with mirror's blood, but it's the Wesnian like, flag symbol, like the Wesnian symbol. And I'm just, just going to say, um, you know, we could learn a lot if this is what, if what Draken is saying is true. There's nothing we can learn. All a bunch of airheads. Well, we'll see. <laughs> also, pretty greedy people. That's why I burned them all. Draken, you 
like you mass murdered a, a gen basically committed genocide. I mm, okay. Look, you trying to pivot this whole story into saying you did the world a favor because they were just a selfish nation? Oh, I did the world more than a favor. You wouldn't understand. You, you weren't there. DM, I want to use my medallion of detect thoughts. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I want to... It casts create th detect thoughts. And I kind of want to do two things with this, but obviously you let me know if I can't. I want to first see if that larva is has any sentient thought, but then I also want to see if what if Draken believes what he's he's saying. So for the larva, you can tell it is living and breathing, but you don't understand larva, nor nor can you understand its thoughts. But the thoughts seem pretty like floaty and spaced out. Okay. Uh, not not really. Not a lore it, source. Yeah, it, it's it would be like food. Cool. Um, but Draken, you go to try and hear his, and similarly, uh, when you heard static when you tried to do it on like Farin way back, mm. you're the same static. And Draken goes, "Oh come on, kid! I can tell you're trying to do detect. Th you think I wouldn't know how to protect against detect thoughts? Just because I'm a fish doesn't mean I lost all my power. Mental willpower stays, baby. Oh, well, that's a pretty powerful thing, man. Um." DM. Darian, you should take a note. We're going to have to train on that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't want uh, Norman prying in there. Well, I guess these tracks head to the north. Should we start heading that way, or do we do want to go check out that larva? And, uh, sorry, Draken, one more question for you. Were the Wesnians dangerous? Like, uh, Randy mentioned that there's some kind of security system that they managed to deal with, but can you think of any other dangerous technologies they may have that you dealt with when you murdered them all the first time? Hmm. Not many were dangerous. Some had incredible power in things. That's why I had to burn them all down before they got too big for the britches. But, uh, yeah, I can't think of any specific devices. Just some people are stronger than others. Kind of like the world now. It's always been that way. Your story sounds like it changes every little bit on if they were... No, it doesn't. ...some dangerous, powerful nation, if they were selfish, or if you were just some kind of crazy murderer who was doing it for fun. I just, I... I don't really understand what your real motivation for destroying them was then. Was it an accident and you're just trying to take credit? No, I don't do accidents. I did it for myself and for the fun and for the good of everyone, except Wesnians, unfortunately. Kind of a win-win, eh, Draken? Let's just say all of Ohm had to get purged. All of Ohm, but you only did Wesnia. Wesnia was very big. <laughs> Leek's Garden wasn't there before. True, and I guess Orem wasn't there either. Guys, it's cold up here. Sorry, yes, I, uh, <laughs> I think this is a, it's a story for another time, but I, just being in Wesnian Ruins, I feel like this information is important, Draken, if this really is that. This ain't Wesnian Ruins. This is Feywild. That's why the Gazer thing has some credit. But didn't you say you thought the Wesnians escaped here? Yeah, potentially. I mean, gazers were friends with them. Probably brought some up. Well, either way, we'll have to pay close attention and be on guard. 
Yeah, I think we're kind of trespassers up here, guys. I don't know if we can just choose which way we go. <laughs> Why are we not trespassers? On our ship, where we belong. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, uh... Then how did the Faeruins get here? Hope we can find out. Let's head north then, or to the larva? Well, again, like, we're trespassers. The larva seems like, like, a hot spot, you know? You hear in the distance. Ah! Someone's screaming, like a battle cry. And you look north from where the tracks are going, and you can see... There's somebody in kind of like this black getup with these giant goggles on with like a large broadsword that's too big for them and they're just running at you. They're like they're like a hundred feet off though. Oh wow. Um but they're still screaming. Based on my combat experience, do they look like a threat? I mean they're probably gonna try and hit you. But like you know you could basically snap your fingers and, <laughs> and they probably okay. crumple. Kick them in the knees, Darian. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna start walking towards them. And when they get in range, I just wanna try and basically knock the sword out of their hand and trip them. They're running and running, and it's like, ah! they're getting closer, and it's like, ah! and you can tell it's just kind of like a young teenage boy, and they're running and running, and you're gonna try and trip them? I'm gonna, yeah, I wanna knock the broadsword out of their hand and trip them at the same time. Roll to hit. I'll do it with my katana, not in like a in a non-lethal way. Like I'm just trying to disarm. Uh, Twenty-five. They are running and running, um, and they're getting closer. And they're like, "Die, die, you scum!" And they go and try to slash, and you just real quickly, and then hit them, and they just go sliding face first into the dirt, and they go. Careful where you point that thing. You might hurt somebody. Ah, I'm dead. <laughs> Kyle, kill me. Do it quick. Uh, <laughs> hello there. You're you're not in any danger as long as you're not posing any danger to us. Uh, we're just all of a sudden. Everywhere around you, coming from behind pillars, you see dozens of similarly dressed soldiers with like crossbows and bows and swords. Like, all of a sudden, come out of the shadows. Darian, can you take care of this while we talk to this person? Well, hold on. I think there's something else going on here. Hold up, everybody. Hey, hey, I don't... I'm not trying to hurt the boy. I just it ran out of sword. Oh, what, what are we talking about this? Oh, you hurt me pretty good! You got me good! You're gonna kill me! It, I'm <laughs> not, not gonna Save kill me, please! I'm, Darian... Kill him! <laughs> Darian sheaths his sword and puts both hands up and is like, Let's, uh... Let's talk this out. Clearly, you're on edge. Let's, uh... Does somebody want to introduce themselves? You hear someone cast Thaumaturgy and go, You are not welcome here! You, if you are the flock, you must leave now, or we will act swiftly. The flock? Yeah, sorry, we hold no religious, um, uh, mission. We're, we're just travelers. We're doing research, actually. Um, we, we just come to really check out, we're, we're big fans of the observatory, we just want to use that, we have no, uh, religious affiliation, uh, as far as I know of. Everyone, prepare your boats! Hey, 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 there's no, there's no need to be alarmed, I'm sure if we just 
talk this out. We can all come to a nice mutual understanding. We thought the place was vacant, but maybe we can work something out. Yeah, I mean, it's the moon. Who, who wants to spend time up here? Everyone, ready! And you see the bows get pulled back. And... And they... Someone grabs their shoulder. And they go, oh, What? And they just shake their head no. And they hop off from like a second level of one of these open buildings. And this figure starts walking towards you with kind of this black cloak, these like glassed goggles. And they start walking. And they get closer and closer. And they come up to you, Normandy. As they're walking, they take off their hood and take off their goggles and they go, I've seen a lot of tieflings in my day. <laughs> what? But no! None, <laughs> no! But none are like... <laughs> no, 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 no. What? Okay, but none are like Normandy. It is so good to see you again. Oh my God. See before you stands. A gray-scaled lizard folk with these glass goggles. It's crit (laughs) from your prologue. Norman, do you know this guy? Oh my gosh, I could have sworn you were going to end the episode there because that's usually what you do. Oh my gosh. (sighs) Wow. I am just... I'm Norman is literally as speechless as I am right now. Norman, who is this guy? Do you two know each other? Crit? Is it... Is it really you? In the flesh. I've managed to survive and so have you, apparently. I embrace him. I give him a huge hug. You give him a huge hug and he hugs you back and he says, I knew you'd make it here someday. You... I heard about your stuff in Orem. So impressive. Well, I didn't become the king like... We had talked about, but we've done pretty well for ourselves, I could say. I'm just glad the, the teleportation scroll worked. Wasn't sure if you'd get there in one piece. Crit, it's, it's only because of you that I got here. It's If you hadn't shown me that kindness, I don't know where I'd be. Everyone, this is... R- right before we, uh... We had... Right, basically... Wow, I, I'm... I'm tongue-tied. Basically, before we we all met, I was at Sanguine, the the island of the city on the sea, and I was just playing in the streets, and and Crit uh, basically saved my life, and he 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 teleported me to Orem. That's p- pretty impressive stuff. If he teleported you that far, yeah, he must seem. She seems like a kind of a big deal. Are you a big deal? <laughs> I, I am not a big deal. I was just looking out for one of my friends. He belongs here now. I'm glad you made it home, Normandy. Norman, this is your home? I thought you were like on a monk monastery or something. Honestly, I don't know what to say or what to believe, Zip. Zip, Darian, we're in, we're in good hands. Crit. I, I look around to the buildings and the people and I gesture and I say what is this place? This town is called Glimpse a gazer outpost from long ago knew it 
<laughs> just in the corner. <laughs> Called <Yeah>. it. <laughs> and this is a sanctuary for the tether candidates who were not chosen by the gods. Hello, people. Like yourself. No. You see, Norman, I was drawn to you because I could tell you were hollow like everyone here. But, of course, on Sanguine, I had to protect you because the flock was roaming around. And the flock wants hollow people. I could not let you fall into their hands. They would do something unspeakable. But I'm glad you made it here. After such a long journey, you should be safe here. <laughs> if, if I may, I don't mean to barge in on a reunion, but... I'm sorry, I've heard the name before, but who were the flock? Ah, your friends! By the way, I should formally introduce myself, Crit. Gazer in training. But, the flock are a group of religious people. They are kind of the, the law when it comes to the gods. They enforce that no god pulls ahead of another. That all gods are equal. Because all gods came from the same original two, Domi and Nobis. They also seem to have quite the disdain for hollow people. Since the gods did not choose them. I'm sure you probably encountered them before, or a flock sentinel or something like that. We narrowly avoided them in Manasno. I see. And I'm sure you probably escaped them. Because soon after the whole kerfuffle in Orem, they locked down pretty hard for a few months. Making sure that no one would get Salem's power like Turi did. I laugh at that line. I... I... <laughs> But come, let's head inside. We'll talk more there and get some food in you. I'm sure it's been a long day. Oh my goodness, you have no idea. Everyone, hold back. And you see all the bows draw and and drop, and they go behind the pillars once more. And you start walking with Crit down this path. Do they just, like, chill behind the pillars all day? (laughs) These days, yes. We watch the entrance. For members of the flock, as you can see coming up, and you can see as you're walking up, buildings are starting to look less put together. Some are looking like they've exploded or fallen apart or crippled, or and you can see there's some faint dry blood in the, the moon dust, you can see. And uh, he says, We had a run-in recently. About a week ago, a flock sentinel came, tried to take us all out. What do flock sentinels look like? Well, we're coming up on one now. You can see you're coming down the street. You can see behind are these large just steps going up to this large dome-like observatory. And you can see on the steps, deactivated, is this white steel construct. Um, It's just this construct that has these kind of satyr-like legs that bend backwards. Um, and they're just pure metal, and it goes up into this kind of uh, combined torso and head body, kind of this thin, compressed body with these two huge tower shield-like arms. 
It's kind of like a mech, but it's more, you know, just pure steel and magic construct. It's quite tall and large as well. It's it's a, about like 15 feet tall this one. Oh, wow. Wow. And you guys managed to stop one of those. This one. Barely. It was only with the power of our guardian up here, Sario. Sario. Is he another... I'm sorry, this is still new to me. Another hollow? No. The only two non-hollows here are myself and Serial. And speaking of, she's right there. And you look up at the top of the steps as you're climbing, and you can see a large white gown kind of just draping behind them. And it's this elvish woman with this pure white band covering their eyes and nose similar to how the red bandit does his but it's pure white I instantly know where the most recent person was buried because I have an instant crush on that chick (laughs) that's a throwback to season one if anyone doesn't know you can tell because of your shin pads (laughs) the nearest person buried is actually uh, inside the uh, observatory and uh, a level down Okay. <laughs> noted, noted. I was going to go. <laughs> and I'm writing that down. Okay. Who knows if that's going to be useful. And you see Serial at the top, this elvish gazer, opens their arms and says, Ah, so glad it was friendly people coming up here. I could not bear another encounter with the flock. Hello and welcome. Crit. Were these the special friends you said were coming here? And can you sincerely vouch for them? Yes. With my life. I'm not sure about the other two, but... I vouch for them. You know, Norman's friends are my friends. Tried and true, both of them. They've saved my life each multiple times. It's okay, you don't need to trust us. We're, we're fine with cruising on some coattails for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm good to just chill. Well, chill you shall. Because all find rest here at Glimpse. Come in. Let me gaze into what your life is. Uh, no thanks on that. But I'll come inside and I'll have a seat. Yeah, that feels a little invasive. We did have, uh, what do we call him? The Red Bandit? Hey, do you know him? Is he a friend of yours? I have never met someone of that name. He's a... Another gazer-looking dude. He's got a red... Red eye wrap. I'll cast this guy's self and look like him. He takes on this form. Interesting. That is no gazer that I've ever seen. Nor do they wear the appropriate colors. I go back to huh. Normandy. Well, that's uh, slightly more disturbing. I thought we had kind of figured out who he was, but I guess not. Um, He know. remains a mystery. I've only seen him, like, once, actually. They, they, these guys. Gotta seem, love his name, though. These guys know him better than me. I wouldn't exactly say we know him. Well, you, We've you met seem him. like. Didn't you give him the name or something? He was being super elusive, and we tried to get a name out of him, and he's just being really coy about it. So we just called him the the Red Bandit because of his red eye wraps. Wait, then why did Normandy just ask if they knew the Red Bandit? If you guys were the only ones who knew that name. Well, I I did. Sorry, I just because I don't know what else to call him. I just... It's fine. <laughs> you think they would know what the Red Bandit means? Well, that's why I looked like him at the end. You must understand 
that if you are ever to encounter a gazer, you can identify them by the band. A white band means they gaze to the heavens. A blue band means they gaze into people. And a black band means they gaze into themselves. So what does a red band mean, then? Probably looks into fate. As I said, there's, there's, there's no red band. That's not a thing. But what if I put a red band on you right now? What would happen? I would be wearing a red band. <laughs> so the bands don't have power, then? Just beyond fashion, no. I think it's more what they represent of what they, these people have dedicated their life and practices to. Exactly. But come in. Make yourself at home. I will be a moment, Crit. I'm just going to scour the grounds once more. As you wish, Serial. And as you guys are walking past, they're walking down the steps, Serial puts their hand on Crit's shoulder and goes, If your friends do anything out of line, you know where I'll be. We cannot cost any more lives. And they let go and walk down. I'm just going to nudge to Crit. Is it alright for her to be alone in these times if people are invading? Yes. She'll be fine. Anyways, come with me. I mean, I, I could go with her. I mean, if, you know, if it's really like a matter of importance or, or something. Keep you it know, in your pants, Norman. Okay, there's an option. Okay, cool. I'm just letting you know I'm available. If I'm really available, Crit. <clears throat> anyway, okay, let's go. You guys go inside, and there is like this large dome like opening. It's just an open space with tables and chairs it looks like kind of a mess hall and you see lots of people in here of different races and everything kind of working away and scrubbing um and crit says ah yes follow me everyone these are new guests they will be joining us indefinitely please make sure they feel welcome and you can see a lot of them are kind of not on board but you know they they some wave some are like glaring at you some are unsure and some are like whispering like what the heck is he thinking um and crit takes you to a side door that goes down some steps as you go down the steps you enter into a new room where it's kind of like a ring-like hallway with multiple doors and he is walking down and he says one moment and he pushes a slab uh, all the doors are on the left walls and he pushes a slab on the right wall and a hidden door opens, and he says, Get in, get in, get in. Okay. I get in. And he slides in and releases the press, and the wall closes. It's like a hidden room. Uh, and you can see there's just, like, a desk with some notes, a board with some cork and pins and, like, ties. It's like, you know, a conspiracy theorist wall. There's a lot of that. All of us are in here, right? Yeah. And it's kind of a tight space. And he reaches in his bag and he puts a totem on the desk and immediately you can feel a magic thing goes over and he's like, okay, we can't be too long or else we'll seem suspicious. I'm so glad to see you, Normandy. Oh, I'm... But this is not good times for us up here. Okay. You see, after the recent run-in with the flock, I told a lie. I said that I would have some special reinforcements come up here to help protect us. I said they were the connections I made while down on Ohm. I just said it to keep certain people at bay and to 
potentially calm down those who are feeling extra anxious about their safety. But thankfully you all came. I can only believe this is fate. I'm surprised they'll even let me take you in. I had to offer my life, and they know that. So please do not backstab me. But I can't trust anyone here anymore. Why? What's going on? The flock attack a week ago. It had to have been coordinated. Hmm. They are trying to get someone here. Someone we're trying to protect. A special hollow. Someone here with the power to sever tethers. The flock is looking for them. But someone here is an imposter. Everyone. Zippy. Normandy. Darien. There is an imposter among us. There it is. Oh, you. <laughs> and I need your help. I'm going to put my hand on Crit's shoulder. And I'm going to say, if someone here is an imposter, and they're afraid that we showed up, it's because they should be. Because we'll find them. All right, Norman. I know you want to go around helping everyone, but we got to stay on task here. We're, we're not here on some vacation either. Zip, you don't understand. Hollow people like me are created to be used like tools and discarded by the gods. They have a hard enough life as it is. And if they manage to escape here, if they manage to escape here, then they must be protected. You're looking at one right now when you're talking to me. Right, but you're proving yourself to be a, f a tool just by going along with this so easily. It, it's... We have a job to do here. We have people fighting for their lives for us down down on 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 the home down well, that, there. That's true, but something to keep in mind is that if this person really exists that can sever tethers, that's quite a boon to have available to us. I'm not about to force anyone into a life they don't want. That seems like the flock is trying to do. But if we could manage to get another ally on our side with that kind of power, we'd be a force to be reckoned with. I know, but all I'm saying is this, like, we can't go on a little scavenger hunt investigating this and that. I'm gonna get down on my knee in front of Zip, and I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna touch him, I'm just gonna cast Fireball, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm going to kneel down in front of him and look it in the eye. I'm going to say, Zip, this is really important to me. Can we just look into it a little bit? I could really use your help on this one. You are my only allies here, Zippy, to quell your worries. I assume you are all Grand Treasure Hunters. Especially since that's what Norman said he wanted to do with his life. I was hoping one day you'd come here. You're searching for... The Grand Treasure map. Are you not? We are. I have transportation. I will give to you. 
but I need to make sure this place is safe. And you're the only ones I can trust, since you were the only ones not here when it happened. I walk over to Norman, uh, and if he's still kneeling, I, I put my hand under his good arm, and I stand him up. Ow, that's my bad arm! Ow! <laughs> oh, you got it mixed up! Ow! <laughs> I stand him up, put my hand on his shoulder, and say, If this is important enough to you, then I'm here to help. Darian, thank you. Because I put my hand on his shoulder as well. Thank you. Now, I hope it's... Um, uh, consensus. I mean, of course I want to help the team, and I know this is important, but I just think, like, we can't dawdle. If, if, I just, we convinced Apothis to join us, and, and I, I just, if we go back down and we find him just dead with Randy or something, I just, I can't, that just seems like it happens all the time to us. I just, we got to be quick on this and we have to be decisive and we can't if it if it comes down to to choosing something else over the mission i don't know it'll be a hard decision for me personally well it seems like a pretty straightforward call here we find the imposter transportation to the map <laughs> and get out of here as soon as we can it is is never straightforward around here i i you know what there's a first time for everything right you will be out of here in less than an hour. I have my suspects. I just need help. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll help. DM, I just want to look at Crit while he's talking. And I just want to see if I believe him. Roll an insight check. 26. <laughs> nice. You can tell he is not faking with you guys. He seems to be putting all his cards like on the table, and he seems to be really counting on you guys since he is hard vouching for you to even be here right now. Even though it seems like everyone was pleasant, he's clearly like immediately put his life on the line for you guys. Another Among Us term up in here. I I feel just like a tightness in my throat, like you know when you're kind of getting close to wanting to cry because this is just bringing me way back to just leaving uh, the Calm Cloud Islands and I'm going to say let's find that son of a bitch and that's where we're going to end the episode 